Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, it's Rachel Bellow, and I'm Suzanne Mushin, and you're listening to the Big Payoff Podcast. So it is hard to believe, but we have now recorded 100 episodes of the Big Payoff Podcast, Rachel. Is that true? It is true. This this will be our 100th show. Well, wait, that's only if you don't include, like, the years of slogging in the rate like this is podcast oh podcast yeah. for sure you, yeah. this is not right i for people who don't know rachel and i used to host a live show called the dirty truth which adam our engineer suffered through for many years wow. when we sucked and then we started taping a podcast and i think we switched the brand to be the big payoff and this is the hundredth show of those podcasts so i always think it's good to just look back just take a break and and just say for ourselves what were our top three favorite shows, and we would really love to know what you think. Um, we really appreciate listener feedback. It's so important to us, and we want really specific feedback on what you want more of, what you might want less of. It doesn't all have to be positive. You guys are amazing. We want to know what you think. And if you do have favorite shows, you, there are lots of ways to to tell us, and we'll figure out a way to Throw them up onto a podcast in the near future. If you prefer more of me and a little less of Suzanne, (laughs) go go ahead. We could do a poll. We could do like an online poll. Yeah. So you can reach us in lots of ways. You can reach us on Twitter at Big Payoff Radio. You can email our producer, Susie, S-U-Z-Y, at BigPayoffRadio.com. You can go to our Facebook page, which is Big Payoff Radio. The Big Payoff. I think you have to put in the word the, the Big Payoff, and put a comment. And we'd really love to hear from you. And I'd also love to hear from Susie Weinberg, our producer, and Adam Yaffe, who's our engineer, because they sit here and listen to all the shows and edit them. I'd love to hear their staff picks also. So let's each do three. Want to do that? All right. So I'll start with my first one. Working on the Weekend is one of my favorite shows of this 100 podcast shows because I listened back to it in the car on a drive when I was in the car with my son, Joey, who's 17, and he hadn't listened to a lot of our podcasts. And as I was listening back to it, I realized how many times in that show 
did we say something we wanted to stop doing or think about differently that actually I've stopped doing or have thought about differently? I think that was one of those shows that really we were very much in real time dealing with the issue of how much we were working on the weekends and our solves for it were ones that really worked. So I liked that one. That's the way my weekends have looked for a long time. So when I have a behavior that is persistent, that I claim not to like, why are you then choosing that? Why are you choosing that? Um, I'm asking you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what aren't you doing? Obviously, if if you've spent seven to eight hours working, what what did you not do? What I did not do was make time for myself during the week. Where I just I plow through the week unthinkingly, like stand in a batting cage, take call after call after call, meeting after meeting after meeting. I don't have to think. You know what it is? It's a laziness about pushing everything off that I don't want to focus on. No, Rachel. (sighs) Okay, that's that is actually what you're saying is you're unconsciously plowing through a week and then resentfully on some level plowing through a weekend. Yeah. So whose whose fault is that? I I like that one too. I, I I'll say that I really enjoyed both doing and listening to the managing your boss episode because during the show I was speaking directly to my younger daughter who is struggling with a toxic boss and it was an unusually awesome situation to be able to lecture her uninterrupted, <laughs> knowing that she'd be listening to this episode. And she did. Rachel, I feel like we spend a lot of time on this show bitching about past bosses. You know, I do it a lot. I admit for my boss, Jeff, who I have said over and over again, I learned a ton from. But in the process, it was so cathartic to just be able to say how frustrating and annoying it was to work for him. We all do that. We all use our bosses as whipping boys and girls. And we we just bitch about how everything would be great if they would only dot, 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 right? It's very rare and you're super lucky if you have one of those amazing bosses that I once had who, you know, lives with you for a lifetime, who's a teacher and a mentor and a champion. Thank you. (laughs) And I was right. She listened, immediately called me and said how weirdly on point the show was for her. Yeah. Very, <laughs> very weirdly. Yeah. Um, I also liked that one because it brought in the voice of Stephanie Itano, who's our project oh, manager. She, who's, I mean, a, a, a star was born. A star was born. And she's always so behind the scenes. So it was great to, I, I love listening to her voice. I loved the getting shit done show. So in this show, we talked about procrastinating and the habits that Rachel and I each have when we're procrastinating and then what to do to fix those. Maybe this is a theme for me that I like the shows where we're solving or where we're helping ourselves. But the other reason I really love that show is I had so many 
young people. Now I'm going to sound really old. Some young, young, mm. younglings, younglings, you know, 20 somethings who listen, say to me, oh, I so related to that. That's how, you know, I find myself going down the rabbit hole on Google also and really feeling like we were offering them a way out of a habit that was bad for them. Rachel, has this ever happened to you? You've spent all day, super busy, highly productive, getting from here to there, checking things off of the list. It might even be nine o'clock at night and you're finally sitting down, you're taking a deep breath and you actually look back on your day and you think, oh my God, I got nothing done. <laughs> oh, so many times. So productive in big fat air quotes. Oh, in other yeah. words, lots happening. Real busy, busy, busy. Chat. My thing is I've got, I, I crossed five things. Phone off my calls. List. And yeah. I remember being on the internet from three to six 30, just yeah. like down focusing, but I didn't accomplish anything. Yeah. This day wasn't about anything, even though a lot happened. So this is a form of work avoidance, which, by the way, is different than procrastination. Let's be clear about that, because procrastination, when you're not doing something that needs to be done, you know it. You actually are consciously, consciously putting folding off. the laundry, yeah. taking the stuff out of the dishwasher when you should be working on a And you a know in your head, I don't want to be doing that. I like when we do shows where we're helping ourselves and in helping ourselves help people. Well, speaking of that, my one of my all-time favorite shows was Planning for Difficult Conversations, which allowed me to engage you in a therapy session, finally. We were dealing with an issue that you were struggling with real time. It wasn't staged. And I was incredibly wise and you were like <laughs> a puddle on the floor, just, you know – in your vulnerability, which is very rare. <laughs> and um, I just pray that this show fixed you and we'll, that'll be it. It was. So what's lunch going to be like today? I think she's going to say something to the effect that. Suzanne, stop. <laughs> I fucking lured you like a baby mouse with a piece of cheese. What's wrong with you? You're doing the script again. Okay, so let's take our own advice. Stop. So what's making you feel bad? Let's own that first. I, first of all, my shame right now on the podcast, but okay. That show definitely made me think about stopping myself from that story that we all tell ourselves when we are anticipating a difficult conversation and you think, well, they're, they're going to say, then I'm going to say. Right. Right. It, I've stopped doing that. So back at you. This show, I feel like we really did to, to help you, which was the show about being okay with being number two. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that was the show that really got to the core of your uh -huh. long-term issues with that. <laughs> the idea of so many of us every day is, should I be out there? Should I be trying to be out there? Should be I pushing my way up the ladder? How and, can I shine? How as can I two? shine? And there's so many 
realities where you're not going to be number one. It just felt like we were speaking to a whole audience of people where their daily lives are about being number two. At some point in your life, you're going to have a boss and or a supervisor or someone who has a very particular opinion about who should be in the spotlight and when. And you need to know for yourself. You need to ask yourself the question, am I okay being behind the scenes? Right. And you know what? It comes up all the time in your career. There are moments where your role is behind the scenes and you better be okay with it because if you can't bury your ego for the greater good and you only have one way of being, which is in the spotlight or going for the spotlight, you're dead. Yeah. So let's talk about whether or not you can handle it. And what to do when you're in a situation in which you feel like that conflict of, I know I should stay behind the scenes, but I'm struggling with it. You and me, but mostly me, are going to change the world forever. I thought that the Getting Better show was really a great show for us, and but also for the listeners, because it was one of those shows where we were really authentically being kinder to ourselves. And it was a sort of a commitment to being kind to ourselves and and asking ourselves, look, rather than taking on the question of what did I do wrong and self-critique and self-observation, which is a very common thrust for us, it flipped the switch and said, what are you getting better at? Can you reward yourself for getting better? So here's the thing. You're sitting at work and your boss has just come in and thrown a memo on your desk and said, this is just, this sucks. And whatever, you're bad at this. You've gotten beaten down by, you know, 95 corrections on something you thought was done. Whatever it is you're beating yourself up about, that is a cop out. Instead, flip the lens and go, all right, have I gotten any better at this since I first started doing it? And if you are just starting, you can tell yourself, I will get better at this. Because you will. You will. I found that very motivating. And I use that as a strategy with myself sometimes when I'm trying to go to sleep. Like, what did I get better at today? It helps. Uh, That's really good. That's a really good before bedtime mantra. Yeah. I'm going to try that. What I do remember about that show is that afterwards, a good friend of mine who had just switched jobs from one very high power job to another very high power job, and she was flailing. And this is a woman who's not used to flailing, had listened to that podcast and said it really helped her because she was experiencing the feeling of not being good at something at Mm -hmm. her job. And she said that that really calmed her down. So, um, yeah, that was... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... 
All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's a good one too. I'd love to hear our staff picks. Uh, who knows? I feel like Susie and Adam sit here and listen to us and either they'll be like, this is all shit. I got nothing. <laughs> right? Maybe they're just, you know, over it. Or maybe they have a very like a, a, a wine, you know, connoisseur. Maybe they have a very refined taste palette. palette as to what was good. So let's take a listen and hear what they thought. Hi, this is Susie. I'm the producer of The Big Payoff. Looking back at shows from 2017, one of my favorites was episode 77, where, as Rachel puts it, uh, Rachel and Suzanne take the unusual positive lens on this show and talk about looking at what you have gotten better at, rather than always looking back saying, what do I need to get better at? And the idea of having sort of a daily mantra of reflecting on the things that you've improved on and to celebrate that. In the show, Rachel makes a yoga analogy, which I always love and uh, secretly enjoy that Suzanne hates that. But it is true. Yoga is a great metaphor for showing up on your mat, as they say, and it's about the practice and not the end point. No matter how far you can reach your leg above your head or not, the effort is what it's all about. And that's what this show is about. I know you hate it when I talk about yoga on air because it isn't really radio. I hate it. I don't. I so want to want to like yoga. Yeah. I just. I, well, here's yeah. it is the biggest lesson in getting better of anything that I've ever done. So 25 year practice of yoga. The thing is, I've been working and I'm not exaggerating for 10 years on a middle-of-the-room scorpion stand where the foot can hit my head in the back. And when I say that seven of those years, there's no discernible betterment. It's just like, and I can't, and I can't, and I can't. But because you know in yoga that it's sometimes taken you 10 years, and it just one day shows up for you. It just shows up for you. And it's been in you the whole time, and you realize... Oh, it's just that one thing, right? But it takes 10 years. And to be able to look back and go, I got better at this, that kind of confidence that comes from, if I got better at that, then maybe I can get better at this. And the whole idea of the perfectibility of man is something we cling to so hard. And why, when we see it refused like in Donald Trump, refusing perfectibility because he won't. You know why? Because you cannot get better without accepting blame, without accepting fault. I enjoyed their conversation. I especially love when shows and topics on the shows can apply to your family, to your kids, just as much as they might apply to your work life. And the... Advice on this show, the conversation, absolutely applies to how we talk to our kids and how we help them see themselves and their opportunities. So kudos on that show. Getting Better, Episode 77. Highly recommend it. 
The other show I really enjoyed this year is pretty recent. It was called Claiming Your Expertise. And it started with the John Stewart Open that just cracked me up. Uh, I must admit I was the one who found it, and it just gave me great pleasure listening to his voice. I miss him, and he does this really funny bit with uh, George Bush. And I even miss his voice, so it was a lot of fun stepping back in time with them. President Bush has been adamant that on matters of Iraq, he will defer to the wisdom of his generals. The reason? Well, I'm not an expert. No. <laughs> No, he's not. <laughs> Actually, when you say you're not an expert, uh, Mr. President, could you be more specific? I'm not an economist. I'm not a forecaster. I'm not a poll guy. And I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a pundit. I'm not a very good focus group either. <laughs> Mr. President, you're not all of those things. What, what are you? I'm a sunny guy. Here's the truth that we know for many years. When you tell people what you're an expert in, they believe you. Yeah. So we're not telling you to lie. We're telling you to stop hiding your glory and to start claiming your territory so that you can grow from there. So, Rachel, how would you define expertise? What, what, do, what do we mean by that? Well, that's, a, that's the important question because I think that we have a misunderstanding of what it means. Expertise is not about where you got your academic degree. It's not about academic degrees at all. It's about your experience and what you know you know and what you feel that if anybody asks you a question on, you feel confident in answering because you've been there and you've done that. And by the way, when we say we're expert at something, it doesn't mean we've done every single thing. It means I've been in this area long enough well, that whatever ball you pitch me, I'm pretty sure I can hit it. And that's what gives you the inner conviction that says, I got this. And the whole idea is talking about yourself in terms of what you're an expert at and not necessarily about what your title is or what your job requirements are or job description, but really what is it that you do that you can own? What was super fun for me is I recently had two young decorators come help me out with the project. One of them was talking about her full-time job, which was in sales. And I asked her, what was it that she liked about her job so much? And she said that she really just loved helping her clients find solutions. So I said to her, I said, oh, well, that's your thing. You're a problem solver. And the, her friend said, that's exactly what I told you. And she quoted a podcast. And then I said, wait, what podcast? And she said, the big payoff. And I said, that's my podcast. So that was a first, having someone quote the podcast back to me without even knowing. That was a big thrill. And that just goes to show you how relevant and meaningful and universal our topics can be. So that definitely is one of my favorites of the year. Hey, everybody. It's Adam. I'm the engineer of the program, Rachel and Suzanne. Where does the time go? A hundred podcasts, a hundred some odd hours of radio before that. And I can honestly say I learn something new every time we do a show. Um, so I took a little bit of a different tack on my episode picks and just kind of went with some overall great episodes. Uh, let's start episode 88, Taking Ownership. Um, this one resonated with me just because I was struggling with some apathetic feelings about work. And I think that the advice that you guys had really helped uh, recontextualize all of that for me in a really, really tidy little package. 
oh, I am waiting for someone on the team that I've hired to grab the steering wheel of this train, this pro, this fast moving project train and make and, and drive this freaking train. And it's not happening. And it's not really their job to do it. But I don't want to do it. But meanwhile, this train is driving without a driver. So let's get a driver. Here's actually the truth about the situation you're in. Instead of opting out, stepping away, backing off, going halfway, you actually have to go all in. You have to own this and grab it and get into it in a way that might make you feel kind of nauseous, actually, at first, because every part of you is going to be fighting the system, your system that you've just set up of like, I'm out of here. But the only way out is through Next up on my list, this was just a super fun show to put together. This was episodes 75 and 76. It was a two-parter called Rethinking Vacation. We had a lot of fun with this episode. You guys did audio diaries while you were at the uh, Golden Door, but you were really honest. And I think you guys really learned something and got a lot out of that. And it was a big experiment that we uh, were hoping would work. And uh, I think it did. Take a listen. I tried really hard for the first, like, 24 hours. And you were really in it, not checking email. And I was really in it, too, until I wasn't. What? What do you mean? When When did you do that? <laughs> I think, like, I don't know, maybe Sunday morning. I don't know. Sooner than our promise. But it, it was almost... You cheated on me. I did. Okay. I already cheated. Where to God, it's only Sunday morning, and I'm not telling Rachel. I mean, I'll admit it at some point. Now, I didn't do anything. I mean, I didn't email people. Oh, but man, I went on it. I feel really bad. Okay, we're off to the Golden Door soon, but this is not starting out well. And then uh, my third pick, it's hard to limit this just to three, but I know we, uh, we don't have all day for this one. So episode 49, Ikram Goldman, what a tremendous woman she is, uh, a real force of nature. And that's just a lot of fun to be in the studio with um, someone that just has that much uh, sort of energy around them. You know, she talked a lot about um, creating stuff, being an artist, um, you know, the, the, the privilege and the responsibility that goes to that. And she was just so extremely passionate about it that um, it just really resonated with me emotionally and reminded me, you know, about uh, taking time for that uh, extra little bit of perspective and attentionality to, uh, to what you're doing. You know, I, I can't help thinking that opening your soul the way you did on stage, opening your heart that way, you don't get to choose what comes in. I think everything comes in. And I do think that opening your heart, opening your soul is an act of, in a weird way, is an act of social justice. It is an act of empathetic connection, even though that may not be the motivation. It's a path. I think the question for me would be, how do you inspire someone 
to have a passion or to fall in love with something or to pick something and do it. And I, I think when you fear, you inhibit yourself from doing things that you would normally want to do. And you don't have to be reckless and you can be thoughtful. Those are my three picks. Uh, I hope that we could do this every single year and come up with three new brilliant episodes. I look forward to making a lot more shows with you, Rachel and Suzanne. And uh, thank you all so much for listening out there in uh, podcast land. First of all, Rachel, I do want to thank our listeners. I think that it means a lot to us whenever we hear feedback from you guys Whenever we hear you listening, we are really happy. <laughs> yeah, whenever we know there's a listener. <laughs> but I do want to hear from you. So if you had a favorite show, a favorite episode, or one that really led you to do things differently at work, tell us. And you can also record, send us an MP3. Maybe we'll throw it onto this podcast. Yeah, maybe you'll be famous. Oh, wait, we couldn't throw it onto this podcast because if you're listening to this podcast, <laughs> then that would be too meta. Um, but thank you. Thank you all. And we'll be back to the big payoff next week. If you like what you heard, you can find us at BigPayoffRadio.com, on iTunes, on the Acast app, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And please, please rate and review us. It matters. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.